Hi, everybody. My name is Dick Dale, King of the Surf Guitar, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Listen to the thunder. Welcome to episode 406 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 406, we have joining us for what seems to be now an annual thing we have from the band Brit Floyd. We have joining us for the first time, actually, bassist Ian Cattell. Uh, we've talked to uh, Damian Darlington a few times over the years, uh, so we thought we'd switch it up and speak to the bass player, also the man who sings most of the Roger Waters material for the Brit Floyd uh, band uh, who will be doing two shows in Pittsburgh on the 22nd and 23rd at the Benetton Center uh, here for what has become their annual tour uh, this year they'll be celebrating the 40th anniversary of The Wall kind of the seminal album that and Dark Side of the Moon uh, for Pink Floyd uh, for those of you who have not experienced Pink Floyd or Brit Floyd um, an amazing experience. I, th- I know myself uh, did not really get into Pink Floyd until I was a little bit older, uh, and by that time the band had splintered into different factions, uh, and actually even uh, disquitoring as Pink Floyd by the time I really got into them. So my first live experience with any of this music was with Brit Floyd. Uh, just a few years ago I had an opportunity to see them, and to see this level of production in is what is obviously a tribute band. Is just astounding. Uh, the video screens, the the video production, the lights, and and that's just eye candy. The real heart of what what really I think sets Brit Floyd apart from many bands is is just the sheer attention to detail and sound. Uh, Damien and Ian do a masterful job at recreating the vocal pieces. Uh, the uh, the guitar parts are all done to perfection. The percussions. Uh, the synths, everything. Uh, the background vocal is just amazing. So, without further ado, we're going to play you a little bit of Brit Floyd. We're going to get into that interview with Ian Cattell. Oh, <laughs> 
Right, ladies and gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome to Iron City Rocks from Brit Floyd. We have Ian Cattell on the line. How you doing, Ian? Oh, doing great. Ian, um, can you talk a little bit about, obviously, you're not British. Um, how did you end up with Brit Floyd? Well, um, Brit Floyd's been around to, since 2011, but it came out of another organization that goes way back, um, uh-huh. uh, a band of another name, and uh, I um, I was recruited to play with them in 2005 because their their bass player decided they wanted to uh, tour less, <laughs> sure. and um, I guess they exhausted uh, their their UK prospects and they started uh, looking abroad. Can you um, so talk? They found me. I know in speaking with Damien in the past, you guys tour literally almost nonstop. Is that um, something you enjoyed touring that much, or um, is it just kind of goes with the job? Well, it it it, it is. Um, I guess it's the lifestyle. Uh, mm. is, it was one way to put it. But um, I mean, we do get. Uh, stretches at home. I mean, I, I nearly two months. Uh, we were home just now, okay. uh, over uh, you know around before and after the new year. Right. Uh, and we get another break in the summer as well, about the same length. Okay. Um, but right now we're on the road until the first week of August. Okay. Um, but we do have three weeks off in the middle of that as well, so we do get some time at home. <laughs> Ian, when you're working in, I mean, you guys change the set list up every year. Um, you know, throw in some old classics yeah. and mix things in and out. Um, which I'm sure keeps it kind of more interesting for you as, as a musician. But um, do you guys kind of work those songs out individually, or is it something you work on in, in sound checks? You know, when you're going to be introducing new material, how do you 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 know kind of work a new piece into the set? Well, uh, we, we generally tour the same set list for a year, and uh, at the beginning of that year, we we, we get together and rehearse for. Anywhere from one to two weeks, usually, okay. uh, and it's just a matter of uh, having it all learned. Uh, we usually agree upon what versions. You know, sometimes it's a mixture of studio and live, right? Um, you know, with little variations here and there, and we that's agreed upon ahead of time. And we usually show up uh, ready to go, and uh, it's just a matter of you know getting the uh, monitor mixes uh, right and, and some of the technical aspects of it uh, all, all in the timing and making sure that the length of the whole set fits within you know the, the, the lot of time you get in the venue so yeah no, uh, it's, it's a pretty you know routine thing these days <laughs> how how much work goes into coordinating the effects behind you I, I obviously that was always a staple of what Pink Floyd did uh, and you know certainly a staple of what you guys do to to synchronize the video screens, the lights. I mean, you know, you're not you know a, a jam band where there's just you know somebody's kind of using their creativity as you're playing. This is all very mm-hmm. you know coordinated in advance. Obviously, how much work goes into that? Well, it's an enormous amount of work. We have uh, you know about a dozen crew uh, that travel with us and. Uh, several of those guys uh, it's their full-time job to do that and um they work with us in the band i mean damien works really closely with them uh for the lasers mm-hmm. and the lights uh we have a dedicated video guy a dedicated laser guy and a dedicated lighting uh and and there's also um you know and that's far as controlling and programming there's other mm-hmm. people that you know of course do all the physical work but um uh you know, of hanging these things but um, it, it, we have uh, production rehearsals uh, at the beginning of each year as well. So while the band's rehearsing in a studio somewhere, 
Um, usually, uh, the last few years, it's been in Liverpool, where our first gig is at uh, the Echo Arena, or I think it's the M&S Arena now or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're, they're in there for several days, uh, setting everything up and running through the show in a virtual sense uh, uh, for, for quite a few days to get everything right. And things get tweaked during the tour as well. Um, sure. We play in different size venues. Some are theaters, some are arenas, some are clubs. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens on the fly. Um, and um, there's a bit more theatrics this year as well. So mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in lieu of having a follow spot, um, we have, you know, they, they I, I sometimes uh, do things off the cuff and they have to kind of adjust and follow me around. So yeah. I, keep, I, I like to keep them on their toes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the video, video guy loves that. You know, impro- improvisation is probably not the video guy's friend in any tour. Um, <laughs> the um, has it shocked you over the years? You know, to look at, you know, you've been in, in a few uh, different bands that have done homages to to Pink Floyd and Genesis and things like that. Does it kind of shock you the size of this production and, and what this has become? You know, you, I guess a, a lot of people think when they think of tribute band, you think of a couple of guys playing Led Zeppelin in a bar um, or, or something like mm-hmm. that. But this has become a full I've on. I've certainly done that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I and, did, yeah, yeah. And, and there's some great ones out there. But I mean, to look at what Absolutely. you guys tour with, and you know, to see, you know, to flip by PBS on a, on a Saturday, and I think a lot of people probably have discovered your band in that way, and just kind of mm-hmm. like, holy crow, this is. For real, you know, this is full on. You know, we can't go see Roger and David do this stuff, but you guys are like, you know, just a millimeter behind them as far as being the real deal. I mean, when it comes to you know the show and the effects and the the quality of the sound, I mean, it's almost mind boggling. Um, Does that kind of surprise you? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, I've been I've been doing this for quite a while, and, and so you, you kind of get used to it. But every so often, you, you, you know, something hits you, and you're, I mean, especially in my position, especially this year because of the theatrics. I'm I'm, uh, you know, our multi instrumentalist takes over the bass playing for me sometimes, and I I sort of run around and act like Pink. Right. Um, and during rehearsals and sound checks, I I can I can just leave the stage and walk around and look at it from afar, and and. It's it's really quite amazing sometimes to me that that um, you know that we put all this stuff up and tear it down all in one day and take it to the next city and do the same thing. Um, you know, yeah. such a hardworking crew, um, and uh, you know, the, the uh, pleasure to play with all these musicians. And you know, it's one thing to be on stage and listening to a monitor mix and playing along, but then when you're when you're you know out out front walking around watching it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's incredible incredible group of people that managed to pull all this off so yeah it's quite astounding it it truly is i I, I pinch myself sometimes i think it it truly is something that needs to be experienced because you know i i never had the the pleasure of seeing pink floyd it just never worked out and by the time they kind of stopped playing together it was you know i I was too young to see them when they were in their heyday but you know to come see you guys it's like it's it's almost surreal because I come home and I just want to immerse myself in the Pink Floyd albums. I've you know I've got a couple of your DVDs mm-hmm. and it, it really almost it becomes interchangeable the quality of the production and the, and the musicianship especially. You know I think it's not just you know for those who might think you know it's just you guys have big production and that makes it a great show. It's not. It's you know mm-hmm. when you hear the great game the music of the sky. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's all there, you know. You guys are, you know. I want to say note perfect because that that 
sometimes takes away the musicianship of it, but it's damn near note perfect. Um, do you uh, enjoy, you know, doing some of the acting portions of the show? You mentioned doing Pink. I know you guys are doing The Wall uh, is kind of a tribute this year. Um, and I know you've you know, yeah. done Comfortably Numb. You know, you kind of uh, go into character. Yeah. Do you enjoy that aspect, or is that something that you had to kind of teach yourself for this? Well, I, it's both, really. I, I, I had very limited acting experience. I got drafted into a uh, stage managing a play in college, and I got drafted into mm-hmm. actually being in it, and that that was the extent of my acting uh, before that point. But um, you know, this this is a little different because it is. I mean, it's still on a rock stage. It's it's still part of a rock show, mm-hmm. um, and you know, sometimes I, I I feel like I'm I'm going out on a limb, and I, I'm wondering you know how it looks to everybody. But um, sure. other times, it's it's the section is really great to, to get in that character because uh, I'm not like that at all I mean certainly not like the character in this sure you know it gets very fascist at times and uh, but you know it, it's, it's fun to just sort of blow off steam and, and, and really sort of let the let the, you know let the audience have it <laughs> when, yeah. I'm, when I'm in character so yeah it, it, it's really is it is it sometimes a challenge I mean it, I, I notice with Pink Floyd fans uh, they're almost in a way like deadheads where you know, they know it was this recording from, you know, Wembley or, you know, they can pick out and, and know exactly what versions you're playing and the detail which you're playing. Does that sometimes present a challenge when you're playing to such a knowledgeable fan base? Oh, definitely. Um, it, it's, yeah, there, there is a good percentage of the audience that really knows their stuff and mm-hmm. uh, uh, as opposed to the casual Floyd plan, which, I mean, you know, we, 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 we love we love them all, um, sure. And and uh, but the 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 experts, yeah, it is a it is something to live up to and to um, to make sure you get it right, you know. Uh, yeah. Although we do put our own twist on it um, here and there, uh, and even sometimes quite a bit, uh, it's within certain parameters, and mm-hmm. um, you always want to get the feel right and and the the emotions. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that that's one reasons why Pink Floyd is so accessible. And popular, I believe, and and, and yeah. will remain so for for you know for the foreseeable future. That uh, it, it it really touches people emotionally, and and if if you get that and you get the feel and the groove right and the sounds, mm-hmm. it, you can you can play with it a little bit within those parameters and have fun with it. But you have to stay on that track generally. So sure, sure. Um, as a bassist, uh, you you had done work obviously before you got into kind of the world of Pink Floyd. Can you talk a little bit about approaching the bass as Roger would and what you need to do to play those parts? Is it was that a challenge for you as a player to kind of play in his style? Well, originally, yeah, because I, I was more of a, a, a you know a more heavier prog rock, not, mm-hmm. not heavy as in heavy metal, but heavy sure. as in more, more busy kind of stuff. Um, and so it, it's it's deceptively difficult. It, 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 you think it's going to be easy, but as I referred to the groove before, to get that feeling and of 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 the swing of of the notes and and, and Roger also has this neat ability of of just subtly playing behind the beat or on the beat or ahead of the beat, depending on which era, which era or which song. Uh, that you're playing and uh, then of course there's the modern stuff and, and you have the absolute monster of Guy Pratt uh, uh, you know a mon- he's a monster on the bass he's just fantastic right. and so to be able to try and have all those tools in your arsenal is, is it's a lot of it's a lot of homework uh, that you have to do yeah. to, to get to get it right 
Yeah, I think that's one one thing a, a lot of people overlook in this is that, you know, as a musician, you can't necessarily get up and, and approach the bass the way Ian would play, play the bass. Um, and and yeah. it is a stylistic thing. I mean, everybody approaches, you know, everybody plays the basic drum beat the same, but John Bonham does not play the same as Anton Fager. You know, there's certainly... Oh, no, no, yeah. Certainly, yeah. you know, characteristics in, in the human element in the music, which I think keeps it interesting. Um, so, as a set, other than, uh, are you guys doing the entire wall in the set, or just kind of a um, parts of the wall? Not quite the entire thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, we've kind of gone away from doing entire albums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it 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 uh, it calls in certain you know different different levels of uh, royalties and permissions and things sure. like that. That, that and it's just it's just um, it's just something that we like to be able to play. A more a wider variety uh, that's going to please the, the bigger audiences, and um, you know, it gives us a bit of freedom to, you know, mm-hmm. we did we toured the wall and uh, you know, the, the back in two thousand eight and two thousand nine, the whole thing, mm-hmm. and um, it was a wonderful experience. Um, but it it it's kind of like when Roger toured the wall, it, yeah. you, you go see the wall, and it's a short show, and and that's just a little snippet of what Pink Floyd is about sure. when, when you look at their whole catalog. So we like to include other things as well. Do you guys ever discuss the potential to do some of, of the individual members' solo material in that, or is that sort of outside of the scope of where you'd want to go with, with Pink Floyd? Um, it's something I'd certainly be open to, and we've talked about it in the past. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet for whatever reason. Um yeah, I mean, you know, there's some stuff off of uh, On an Island and Amused to Death that I, I, I think would fit right in the set, um, yeah. and even beyond that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that's definitely a possibility. We just haven't done it yet. Haven't done it yet. Well, I'll give you some... It's, it's what, one of the, I think, the things that makes it so interesting about what you guys do, because even though, you know, we see you annually, it's almost like clockwork, um, that it's never the same show. You know, there's always variety to it, and I think, you know, there's so many different levels you could go um, that... Uh, you know, it keeps it fun for the audience, and I'm sure it keeps it challenging for you guys. But Ian, I, I don't want to keep you. I want to thank you so much for your time. Again, we'll see you Friday and Saturday night at the Benetton Center in Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, well, we're excited to be there. And it just occurred to me that when we toured the wall, we premiered the whole thing, our first performance of the wall back in 2008, which was before we were deployed, mm-hmm. uh, was in the Benetton Center. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, it's, yeah Pittsburgh does seem to love their Pink Floyd, and we've been lucky enough to get a couple of your tours debuting in, in the western Pennsylvania. I know you, you did a couple in Johnstown and things like that, but yeah, uh, it'd be great to have you guys back. It doesn't seem like March can go by without us seeing you. So, oh, that's great. All right, man. We'll see you this weekend. Thank you so much. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world. Kiss. Kiss. The end of the road tour. One last kiss. Saturday, March 30th. PPG Paints Arena. Kiss. On their final tour ever. Tickets starting at $29.50 plus fees and are on sale now at LiveNation.com. History will be made. Word again, a big thank you to Ian Cattell. He and Britt Floyd will be in Pittsburgh on March 22nd and 23rd to do two shows at the Benetton Center. Uh, those shows will likely be sold out, so I would recommend that you look at the box office online before you go down or call to make sure there are tickets available or uh, consider the secondary market because these shows seem to sell out. Pittsburgh does indeed love their 
uh, Pink Floyd music, so uh, no uh, shortage of uh, fans that want to go see those shows. They've sold out almost year after year, and uh, we expect to see them coming for many, many more years. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, are all forward slash ironcityrocks. We would love to hear from you. Email us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. We love suggestions on what you like about the show, what you do not like about the show, bands you might be interested in on the show, bands you're tired of hearing about. Uh, you let us know what you want to hear because that's uh, what matters. We want to be a show that uh, is enjoyable to, to many, many people and fans of many, many different types of music. So until next time, we want to thank you as always for listening. 